Welcome, everyone, to the PFF Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, John Macri, fantasy analyst here at PFF, and I am once again joined by the great Kate Majuk. Kate, there is only one NFL game left before we officially enter the offseason, so we'll be diving into that a bit today, but before we do, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm sad to see this NFL season come to a close. We've had some fun here on the PFF Mm. Fantasy Podcast, and we're about to have more fun today because we're going to talk about free agency, which I love, but not real free agency. That's boring, usually. <laughs> not No boring free agency here at the PFF Fantasy po- Podcast. We are going to be talking about our favorite dream landing spots. So this is the best part of the offseason in my book. Like, we're not living in reality and anything is a possibility. The world is our oyster before actual free agency starts. We could dream up anything we want. So that's what we're going to do today is dream up our dream landing spots for fantasy football and signings that we'd really love to see if we could just play GM for the day. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, right? Like this is, again, you know, when actual NFL free agency hits, I'm sure there will be, you know, some stuff to talk about for fantasy purposes, but we get to run the table at this point, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's our version of, um, you know, maybe like a controlling Madden or playing fantasy with the the NFL free agents. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. It's, yeah, again, kind of our way to take control of NFL free agency, move pieces around to suit our fantasy football wants and needs. And Basically, what we'll do, um, we'll we'll pick one player from each position. We'll place them on a new team for 2024. We won't do like re-signings or anything like that. Because what fun is that, to be honest? Yeah. Um, we we want to see them on new teams and change things up a little bit, re- uh, restructure the landscape of the fantasy football world in the NFL a little bit too. So um, it'll be fun. We're, we're, we're going to turn the salary cap off. Franchise tags don't exist. We're, we're going with new teams only. Uh, and yeah, uh, obviously, we'll, we'll love to hear your favorite landing spots as well. So if uh, you are watching on the YouTube, for example, drop them in the comments. We'll check those out um, and have some fun with it uh, before real free agency happens. And uh, speaking of having some fun by taking control of NFL teams, I want to let you all know to check out the PFF Mock Draft Simulator if you haven't already. It's where you can take control or, and draft for your favorite team or draft for the entire league if you want. Um, I personally like to draft for all the teams and make my own mocks, try out different strategies for each team along the way. Uh, it's uh, not only a great way to kill time before the actual NFL draft, but it's also a ton of fun if you love the draft and football like so many of us do. You can also use the promo code 30MDS right now on pff.com to get 30% off annual subscriptions, which includes all of our NFL draft content, which there will be a ton of um, this offseason as we build up to the draft. uh, And also, of course, access to the best mock draft simulator in the league here at PFF. So check it out now. Go have yourself some fun. Again, that is promo code 30MDS to get 30% off a PFF annual subscription. All right, Kate, let's start with the quarterback position, because even though it's the most important position in football, this year's free agency class at the position isn't overly exciting. So we'll get them out of the way first here. And there, there is at least a couple interesting names, um, however, and, and we'll cover all two of them uh, here with Baker Mayfield <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. But let's start off with Captain Kirk. He, he seems to be kind of the the eye, you know, or the the, the prize of the free agency class at the quarterback position this year, just like he was uh, in 2018 as well, um, interestingly enough. So we get to pick where he lands. And I started it off by putting him 
with the Atlanta Falcons. So for me, the Atlanta Falcons, they just stand out as this kind of team that's really just missing that one key piece, at least on offense, right? They got playmakers at every offensive skill position. They, If they had a quarterback in place who can efficiently and, and effectively get them the ball consistently, I, I think it benefits everybody involved, right? And that's what kind of fantasy managers have been craving in this Atlanta offense in 2023, uh, along with consistent playing time for a lot of their uh, skill position players. But I think Kirk Cousins, you look at him, been among the most consistent quarterbacks over the last several seasons. And while his time in Minnesota it could be, it seems like it's nearing its end here. It could be over um, stepping into a Falcons offense with a new head coach, Raheem Morris, uh, a former PFFer in Zach Robinson as the offensive coordinator as well. And then surrounded by these offensive weapons, I think could be exactly what he needs to keep his career going in a positive direction. But not only obviously a positive for his fa- fantasy value, but the likes of Drake London. Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson would all be getting the biggest upgrade at the quarterback position that they've experienced thus far in the NFL. So that's the one that I want to see the most. Uh, I'll be interesting what 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 your thoughts are on it, or if you have a different spot for Captain Kirk. So I actually I I think if Kirk is going to go anywhere in the world, I'm going to put him with the Atlanta Falcons. But I will say, John, that this might be a controversial opinion. I love the idea of Kirk Cousins in Atlanta for my fantasy assets, for my shares of Drake London, for my shares of Kyle Pitts. As soon as Kirk Cousins comes and steps into that offense, I mean, he's already been an efficient passer. I think, uh, I mean, we can't even, I think, begin to fathom the kind of up, the the degree of upgrade that it will be <laughs> from Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota, like, the upgrade will be monumental. But I will say for Kirk Cousins, I know we said no re-signings, but if I'm Kirk Cousins, I want to stay with the Minnesota Vikings because I think yeah. personally for Kirk Cousins' fantasy value as a quarterback, which perennially underrated. Is that a word? Perennially? Peren- yeah. peren- okay. <laughs> very underrated on a very consistent basis. So for his fantasy value, I actually think that this cast of characters in Atlanta is a step down from what he could be playing with in Minnesota. So I do love that. But I mean, if we're going to send Kirk Cousins to the Falcons, we're going to need a replacement quarterback. And who better than Baker freaking Mayfield to go and take over for Captain Kirk? Now, we look at what he did this season. I mean, like, just absolutely killer. He was thrown to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad White, posted career highs in completion percentage, passing yards, passing touchdowns, had the second lowest interception rate of the year. And like you go to Minnesota and suddenly you're thrilling to presumably a healthy Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, when he does resume, you know, his playing time, I have to imagine that he's going to be out for it you know, a portion of 2024 and probably not going to be fully hundred percent when he does return, but Vikings have a solid offensive line. You look at, you know, Baker Mayfield and what he did when he was actually had these guys that he could just, you know, throw the yellow balls to when he had good pass protection, he ranked 16th in percentage of dropbacks from a clean pocket, still ranked third in passing yards from a clean pocket, fourth in passing touchdowns. I like what he might be able to do in Minnesota with that that receiving core. And I think that 
Baker Mayfield's YOLO playing style can probably, you know, be pretty good for that upside. And I mean, you look at Mike Evans and the kind of season that he had with Baker Mayfield, he's still, you know, obviously ranked ninth in actual receiving yards. He ranked fifth in the league in unrealized air yards, which means like there was a lot of YOLO left on the field. (laughs) And if I'm looking at, you know, opportunity for Justin Jefferson, for Jordan Addison, if I can't have Kirk Cousins, I think Baker Mayfield might be the most interesting fit. And from a financial standpoint, I think it would make a lot of sense too. Like you're you're not going to have to pay Baker Mayfield what you would have to pay Kirk Cousins. And then you have, you know, presumably a little bit of extra money that you can go and give Justin Jefferson his record-setting deal and worry about the rest later. Baker Mayfield to the Minnesota Vikings. Please and thank you. Yeah, yeah. I love this. I I mean, look, if we're going to lose a a quality starting quarterback in Minnesota, we need these fantasy assets that they already have in place to kind of continue to be valuable. I mean, Justin Jefferson is going to be valuable regardless. But again, you you upgrade and not upgrade from Kirk Cousins, but you're upgrading from whatever the potential backups would be your fill ins at the position until they find their next future quarterback. And I think Baker Mayfield can definitely be that guy. We saw him keep Mike Evans relevant and be a, a strong fantasy starter here in 2023 still. And yeah, I, I think it would make uh, a lot of sense if if we do see Kirk Cousins leave. And look, if Kirk Cousins resigns in Minnesota, then maybe Baker Mayfield makes sense in Atlanta as well, right? If he doesn't stay in Tampa Bay, there's a lot of ways that, you know, Baker Mayfield can be relevant and that we could still get, you know, even some quality usage out of Atlanta too. And, you know, he spent some time with the Rams, did Baker Mayfield uh, in 2022. Wasn't a long stint there, but maybe has some familiarity with Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson as well, uh, also coming over from the Rams. So there's some possibility there too. So I do like these two landing spots specifically um, for for the quarterback position, Minnesota and Atlanta, um, Tampa Bay as well, obviously. Uh, So it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see how things kind of shake out um, as teams that aren't necessarily – within range of drafting a quarterback maybe atlanta i don't know we'll see um but it it might be a little bit difficult for them so this will be a fun one um the quarterback position again you know we're looking at guys like other ones like ryan Tannehill, gardner Minshew, jacoby Brissett, Jameis winston not a ton there to love for for fantasy purposes i know Jameis can be fun at times but uh, these are really i think the two top guys kirk cousins and baker mayfield so we'll move on to some other uh more fun positions here for fantasy purposes uh in just a sec but first uh, a quick shout out from our friends fabric by gerber life if you have a family then you need to get term life insurance policy or term life insurance to protect them it's one of the smartest financial financial decisions you can make and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you uh, fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day get your personalized quote in just minutes at meetfabric.com uh, fantasy uh, it's all online and on your schedule. You can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash fantasy. That's meetfabric.com slash fantasy, M-E-E-T fabric.com slash fantasy. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states, prices subject to underwriting and health questions. All right, let's turn to the running back position where... 
There are a lot of really interesting names available at the moment. Again, no franchise tags or re-signs or, or anything like that just yet. So the way that things stand right now, um, I did put together a little chart here for anybody watching on YouTube. You can kind of see it here. Um, the teams that are slated to lose the highest percentage of 2023 carries at the position are the Dallas Cowboys at 94% of their carries, uh, running back carries, that is, with Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle scheduled to be free agents, the New York Giants at 92% with Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida pending free agents, and the Los Angeles Chargers at 88% with Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly slated for free agency. We also have um, the Eagles, Titans, Raiders, both bet all between 70 to 75% of carries being vacated through free agency with guys like DeAndre Swift, Derrick Henry, and Josh Jacobs all pending. Um, if you do want to see the full list, you can either squint here on, on the YouTube or pull it up on the free agency primer article I wrote up this week on pff.com, which is free. You can find all these kind of breakdowns in there as well. So Kate, I'll start with you again, since I've been going on and on here. Uh, who who are you taking in the fantasy free agent game at running back? And where are you forcing them to sign for our fantasy football delights? I'm taking DeAndre Swift and I'm sending him to the Los Angeles Chargers, baby. Jim Harbaugh in head coach. And guess what? We just got news that he is reuniting with Greg Roman at offensive coordinator. And I don't know if y'all remember what happened the last time Jim Harbaugh and Greg Roman uh, did when they were a, a duo in the league, they ran and they ran the ball a lot. Those offenses over those four seasons with the San Francisco 49ers, this team ranked top three in rush attempts in two of those four seasons, never ranked lower than ninth in the league in terms of total rushing attempts top four in the league in rushing yards in three of those four seasons, top 12 in rushing touchdowns in three of those four seasons. Meanwhile, they never ranked any higher than 29th in pass attempts. This could be a very interesting recipe for whatever running back lands there, but you look at the untapped potential of DeAndre Swift, and he had a great year coming out the second highest PFF rushing grade of his career, just over uh, just under 1,100 rushing yards, five touchdowns, posted a career high 45 missed force tackles, career high 23 rushes of, of 10 or more yards, um, ranked 24th in fantasy points per game among running backs, had just five rushing touchdowns, though. So I, I think that was a huge contributor. And you know, I have to imagine that Justin Herbert is not going to be stealing rushing touchdowns in the way that Jalen Hurts did. I just think there's so much untapped potential here with DeAndre Swift. I, I think in terms of like looking at this free agency class, I mean, the, the looking at the running backs available, right? Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, all of these guys, De uh, Derek Henry, even like, there are a lot of miles on these tires. I think DeAndre Swift has some of the freshest legs of this free agency class. And I'm eager to see what he could do with an offense that I do think is going to be very productive from a run game standpoint. Yeah, this is a fun one. I really like this fit. I mean, it, it feels like there's 
definitely going to be some changes to the offense under Jim Harbaugh and Greg Roman, right? And and, and I think Swift makes makes a lot of sense as, as a back who is capable of filling both those rushing and receiving needs out of the backfield. The, the Chargers also obviously among the top three in vacated carries and routes as well and targets from from free agent running backs with Ackler gone. So actually, I could put that up there right now as I talk as well um, to see the, the receiving usage for running backs that have been vacated as well. But yeah, th- this this one makes a lot of sense for me. I, I think it, you know, it it would be great for fantasy a- as well. Um, so DeAndre Swift, I mean, like you said, fresher legs here. We know he's missed some time with injury and stuff like that, but it also hasn't put a lot of uh, you know carries on it, on his back as well, right? So there's going to be opportunity here. Somebody's going to come into Los Angeles. I don't think it's going to be Austin Eckler again, but maybe he could fill that Austin Eckler role in in a similar way that. Well, not maybe not to last year's extent, but a better version of Austin Eckler um, from last year. So that would be nice to see for for DeAndre Swift. I think, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for me. I'm surprised you didn't pick Zach Moss uh, in here to, to go somewhere. We know your love for Zach Moss, but uh, the, he'll be a fun one to see where he goes uh, in free agency as well. He said he wants to go back to the Colts, and I'm not. I want to see yeah. this man get, you know, a, a nice, healthy starting workload. I don't know if we're going to see it, but... I there are so many really good free agents. And even though I think Zach Moss is, is among, you know, a a talented free agency class, it is a very competitive one. And I think that that's going to make things a little challenging for my Zach Moss hopes and dreams. Yeah, I'm with you. And then maybe that's the reason that he goes back to the Colts, right? He's got some familiarity there. He knows, you know, what his role is going to be there with Jonathan Taylor. So, um, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be a good one to watch shake out as well. Um, the player that I chose, and I, I got a few, I, I mean, I wrote up the, the, article and in a similar style as what we're talking about today and and covered more running backs there but the one that i wanted to cover was derrick henry um because i feel like derrick henry's he's obviously been one of the best running backs uh, of recent years here and i think we could squeeze out one more year of fantasy relevance from derrick henry um and you know at the same time kind of taking it easy on him a little bit as he enters his age 30 season here i'm putting him with the baltimore ravens so like i said he'll be 30 years old at the start of the 24 2024 season it's really no secret that running backs tend to kind of lose a step at this point in their career however i don't think henry would at least not have to be relied upon as heavily as he was with the titans um despite the ravens still being one of the more run heavy offenses in the nfl lamar jackson often handles a lot of that himself as well right so If you include the playoffs, you look at Derrick Henry's workload, he's had to carry the ball at least 200 times in each of the past seven seasons. And on average, over the past five years, he's carried the ball 330 times per year. So um, the Ravens haven't had a back do that, uh, at least carry the ball 200 times since 2019, which was Mark Ingram, though. Gus Edwards was pretty close this year at 198 in the regular season, but we'll give the man a little bit of a break here as he reaches the the end of his career, but still kind of allow him to be fantasy relevant because that's that's what I want from Derrick Henry. I want him to be a fantasy option uh, until he retires, and I think one of the better spots for him to do that and still you know have a lighter, slightly lighter workload than what he's been used to is potentially Baltimore. Um, you got Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are both set to become free agents uh, this this offseason as well. It, it kind of provides an opportunity for 
him to kind of come in and be used in a similar role to Gus Edwards, especially on the goal line as well. We saw some uh, a lot of fantasy goodness come from that. Um, but then Keaton Mitchell, obviously, he's another guy that that's on that roster, but isn't healthy right now. He's he tore the ACL, obviously. So he's going to be eased back in slowly over time and, and obviously could be the future running back there. But for 2024, I would really love to see Derrick Henry um, with the Baltimore Ravens. And, and again, it's a contender as well. So it gives him a chance to compete for a Super Bowl uh, as he closes out his, his NFL career here in the final years. That's what I was going to say. Like that, it feels like a fit both for fantasy football and real life NFL football. I mean, if I'm Derrick Henry, as you mentioned, I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm closing out my career. I want to land with a contender. And I think we saw like in, you know, year one with a new offensive coordinator, like the passing game in the Baltimore Ravens offense, like that, I, I think took huge strides. And, and that was obviously in a year that, you know, Mark Andrews had this, you know, near season ending injury uh, came back just for that playoff game. But like, I still think there's a lot of untapped potential here. And we still saw a productive run game despite those successes in the past. And that was with, you know, a tandem of, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, like I do think I I like Gus Edwards. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the best backup running backs in the National Football League. But you can't deny that Derrick Henry would be a huge step up. And I do think that he could take this offense just absolutely over the top. And the way that they utilize Lamar Jackson in the run game and the depth that they have at the running back position that maybe isn't top tier depth, but like can definitely fill in as needed. You could keep Derrick Henry relatively fresh. And I, I think that will be also key to maintaining some efficiency for him as well. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I'd i be excited to see that. I think, you know, again, Derrick Henry getting older, but there's still definitely some some juice left in the tank there for him. And um, yeah, we still see him post some really strong um, PFF grades as well. So it's not like he's fallen off a, a major cliff in any kind of way. So I, I think he'd be a fun player, especially uh, in Baltimore. Um, there's obviously plenty of other free agent running backs available. We, we, we kind of reference them a little bit, but Saquon Barkley, uh, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, J.K. Dobbins, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon. Um, th- there's there's plenty of guys that are that are still out there that we can talk about and, and give them all landing spots. But, you know, maybe we'll save that for, for another time. There's <laughs> there's a lot to cover uh, if we do. But let's move on to the wide receivers and another decent crop of players here with some okay landing spots i'll pull up that um that chart for for those vacated uh snaps as well at the wide receiver position so i think the thing is i noticed with the wide receiver position a lot of the teams who are losing the highest percentage of vacated routes and targets at the position already have like established wide receiver ones on the team so if you're looking at the list here in order of highest percentage of vacated routes at the position uh, or expected vacated routes for for through free agency it's cincinnati atlanta new orleans jacksonville miami baltimore chicago minnesota buffalo arizona so those are the top 10 and i'd say eight out of out of those 10 teams are probably good at wide receiver one. And it's arguably Jacksonville and Arizona who could use kind of those true alphas on the team, but at least a few of those teams could probably benefit from a solid wide receiver two option. So we'll start with, uh, you know, as, as things stand right now, the top scheduled free agent, uh, 
for at the wide receiver position is T Higgins. Um, and the landing spots that I'm giving him in free agency is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I like this one. I know, you know, coming off a down year in, in 2023, he dealt with injuries again, both to himself and, and his starting quarterback that obviously hurt his fantasy value. But I think there's potential here for a change in scenery in 2024. I, it feels possible um and the jaguars who are expected to lose a little more than half of their wide receiver usage this offseason i I think could find a nice long-term option in t higgins um i think he'd step in as that clear wide receiver one for trevor lawrence um keeping in mind that calvin ridley is also a scheduled free agent um and then kind of reestablish that that clemson connection with trevor lawrence as well that led to 18 touchdowns over 1600 receiving yards from 2018 to 2019 between the two of them about so, that connection yeah yeah so there's there's some there's some familiarity there that might be enough um if he does hit the open market we'll see um but yeah like since entering the league too you look at t higgins it, since 2020 he's earned receiving grades in the high 70s to low 80s save last season where he had 70.9 but he's posted at least 900 receiving yards in those three prior years to last year as well as 27 touchdown receptions over those past four years combined he's just 25 years old and like he just turned 25 as well in january so could definitely be a long-term option it is looking like the Bengals are going to franchise tag him. I will say that, but we're playing fantasy free agency here again. So let's, let's say that they let him hit the open market for the sake of fun. Um, T Higgins, welcome to Jacksonville, where I think that the Trevor Lawrence Clemson connection reunites that that's the one that I want to see if on the off chance that he, he reaches the open market. I, I really do hope he reaches the open market because I look at the opportunity here for T Higgins and Even if the Bengals came out and said, we're going to match any contract that you could get in free agency, he's still a wide receiver. And you know what what wide receivers want? They want to be the alpha. And T. Higgins, he is an alpha on most team rosters. I would say in half of the league's rosters, he would be the wide receiver one. And I think it's really hard to ask him to pass up on that opportunity when he has this skill set because he will never be the one a he's always going to be the one b on this team is it smart for the Bengals to bring him back absolutely but for t higgins i i want him to have that opportunity to to prove that he is that alpha wide receiver and i think Jacksonville Jaguars offense in particular with the departure of Calvin Ridley. And I mean, we look at Calvin Ridley and he had a, a pretty successful season. There were a lot of ups and downs. And I think that, you know, T Higgins would offer them a lot more consistency than you saw out of Calvin Ridley, which just tells me like T Higgins would be landing on the moon if he <laughs> goes to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it would be a lot of fun. I mean, there's definitely, like you said, a lot of teams that could use T. Higgins, but I, I personally like the Jacksonville connection the, the best there with Trevor Lawrence. And I know Christian Kirk's still there as well, but it's just it just adds to the offensive weapons for for everyone involved in that offense. And T. Higgins, I think, would definitely be kind of that that wide receiver one, that alpha, like you said, um, in Jacksonville. So that's the one that I like. Uh, which wide receiver did you go with and where did you place him? I'm sending Mike Evans to the Tennessee Titans, which I'm kind of like enamored with the Tennessee Titans right now. And I don't know what it is, but I, I I think there's a lot of potential upside here. 
I love Will Levis. Again, you know, when we talk about fantasy YOLO, like Will Levis has an arm that is just a glorified rocket. Give him a guy that can, you know, go up and and just catch a 50-50 ball like Mike Evans. And I think suddenly you've unlocked a lot of potential for Will Levis. I like Brian Callahan coming in 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 terms of the possibilities for this passing offense in particular during his time with the Bengals. Ranked top seven in total pass attempts in three of his five seasons with the team. I think this could be a pass-heavy attack. And I do think with an aging DeAndre Hopkins to get a, you know, a 1A, 1B duo with Mike Evans coming off of this kind of season, I, I think that providing him with this cast of receiving weapons could just be to the moon. And we already talked about Mike Evans, the unrealized air yards. Like he was already, you know, one of the most productive wide receivers in the league led the league in air yards, ranked fifth in unrealized air yards. Like the opportunity that he saw in Tampa Bay this year was insane. I think we could see a similar kind of, of environment for Mike Evans. If we land him in Tennessee. I I like it. I mean, Tennessee definitely could use a, a Mike Evans and I know they have DeAndre Hopkins, but now if you pair like a DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans together, you get kind of these old reliable um, Titans as, as the pillar of the, of the offense. Right. And like and you said, you we'll can move, love- you can move uh, a trail on Burks back into the slot, yeah. which I've been advocating literally since he was drafted. Like he is a big boy slot receiver, put him back in the slot Mike Evans on the outside allows you to put him back in the slot where he belongs. And suddenly, Traylon Burks as your wide receiver three. This is one of the best receiving duos in the league. And you know what? The Titans also, like, they have the money. I think they could swing it. I think they rank uh, second in available cap space. Like, John, come on. (laughs) And then tell me Will Levis isn't a fantasy sleeper next year if they get a guy like Mike Evans in there. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, you got to assume, like, if they bring in somebody like a Mike Evans, you got Brian Callahan as as the head coach now. Probably a change in offensive philosophy. Philosophy probably going to be more pass heavy if that's the case. We'll see what they do. Obviously, at running back too. I mean, they got Tajay Spears there. Is he going to be their their lead back or not? I don't know, but. This situation that that you've kind of laid out here, I would really like that, obviously, for Will Levis. And what better way to develop like a young NFL quarterback than giving him not one, but two super QB friendly wide receivers to throw the ball to whenever he drops back, right? Like guys that can get open, guys that can make those contested catches if need to, good, solid, reliable hands uh, and route running that that you just, it's, it's hard to find, you know, from what Tennessee had last year, right? They they only had DeAndre Hopkins, really. Traylon Burks obviously still developing here. And, and like you said, if he's that third option, that's probably a better fit for him at this point in his career. So yeah, I, I really like this one. I, I know these are two older wide receivers here, but maybe that's exactly what Will Levis needs at the at uh, for for quarterback development right now. For sure. Um, yeah, and then there, there's definitely other free agent wide receivers available. Michael Pittman, uh, Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown. And after that, there's kind of a drop-off. Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis, Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd, Michael Thomas, the likes of those. So they, they could still be very interesting for, for fantasy purposes, depending on where they land. And again, we, we put the list up there of uh, you know available 
targets and routes per team um, to see, you know, kind of the best spots. Again, you could find that on the YouTube page or uh, in the article on pff.com as well, the free agency primer article in the, the fantasy section. Um, but we'll move on here to our last position. But before we do, we do want to give a quick shout out to DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports. Uh, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Pick 6 is the newest way to get in on the fantasy football action with DraftKings. Just pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. For example, will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown? Track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Um, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code PFF. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Okay, last one, but let's be honest, probably least as well. Um, it's the tight end position. There are uh, aren't a ton of high-end free agency tight ends set to hit the open market as things stand right now, but there are a few teams who are losing a significant chunk of their, their tight end usage from this past season, including the Bengals and the Patriots, who are currently on pace to lose all of their tight end usage from 2023. Then you have teams like the, the Seahawks and the Texans who are also on pace to lose uh, about three quarters of their tight end, tight end usage from this past year. So with that in mind, Kate, uh, do you have a free agent tight end uh, and favorite landing spot in mind for this year's class? This might not be like the sexiest option here, <laughs> but I'm sending Hunter Henry to play for the Indianapolis Colts, where he will happily reunite with Shane Steichen, who was his offensive coordinator for his final two seasons with the LA Chargers. I think this could be a really interesting fit. Now, I know Hunter Henry, I think he's had a lot of unrealized potential as a receiving tight end, especially for fantasy. Finishes the overall tight end 18 in 2023, average 7.1 fantasy points per game. But let me put the context in that. He was playing on the Patriots offense that ranked bottom six in passing yards, bottom six in passing touchdowns, bottom six in yards per play, ranked 31st in EPA per play. Like this was a bad offense. And you still saw Hunter Henry emerge with 419 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Like I think that's his floor. And you put him in an offense like the Indianapolis Colts that, you know, I think, all of us were very pleasantly surprised with the offensive production that we saw, even without Anthony Richardson. Like if you told me the Colts were going to have their, that type of season with Gardner Minshew under center, I would have told you were crazy, but you know, we're going to have a, a healthy, presumably Anthony Richardson next year. I love the fit. And uh, the final two seasons that he played under Shane Steichen, he was the tight end nine in 2019, tight end 13 in 2020. You know, I, I think there's a lot of upside here. And last but not least, it, when Anthony Richard comes, Anthony Richardson comes back, he ranked sixth in percentage of targets that went to the tight end position among all quarterbacks with at least 75 pass attempts. I think that. Hunter Henry could be a really good fit, especially if they do end up losing Michael Pittman. I don't expect them to, 
but what a solid receiving asset over the middle of the field. Like they have a lot of tight ends on their roster. None of them are as solid as Hunter Henry. I think it could be a really good fit. Yeah, it's a great call. Like more than anything else, give me some stability at tight end in Indi- in Indianapolis, please. Like the the past few years, it's been like kind of like a roulette wheel of who's going to emerge as relevant for that week, and it, it's not the fun kind of roulette that you play at the casino. Even though your odds of of hitting are about the same at picking the right tight end for Indy for that week, so. Yeah, I, I like this one. Henry is solid, reliable. He's played at least 600 offensive snaps in each of the past five seasons. We haven't got that from Colts tight ends in either of the past two years. Could be a nice, reliable piece for Anthony Richardson, like you said, to have in his offense and also with the familiarity with Shane Steichen, like you said. I I, I think that's a great fit. Um, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Um, I think he's a, a tight end, a low-end tight end one if yeah. he lands with the Colts. And a yeah. guy that I think will probably be underdrafted based on the fact that we just haven't seen, I, I think, the full potential come to fruition. But I think this could be the year. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. And like you said, he's not the other thing, too. Like he, like you said, probably would be un, underdrafted. And he's, he's not that sexy name at tight end, right, where we don't necessarily visualize a, a ton of upside with him. But again in the right offense we've seen it from him and we've seen that stability and that consistency so there's definitely potential there and i I could easily see him in a situation like that where he does finish within those top 12 tight ends again um uh, uh, before his career is over here so i like it um the one that i went with this one kind of just the more obvious choice because all i did was pair the top tight end with the team with the biggest need at tight end you might see it as, as kind of lazy but this is the way that that, that i it's not just the reason that i was looking at dalton schultz to the cincinnati Bengals. um like i said the Bengals are slated to lose all of their tight end snaps from this past season on top of potentially t higgins and tyler boyd as well right so it's it's just adding a, a legitimate receiving tight end option um to a team that that you know where i think he's he could be crucial this this offseason if if they do lose as much as they're expected to lose and and don't franchise tag T Higgins for example but Dalton Schultz he's delivered at least 577 receiving yards in each of the past 3 seasons so that was kind of his floor was that 577 where we haven't seen a Bengals tight end even hit 500 uh, receiving yards in Joe Burrow's time in the NFL. And it's not like he's had amazing ones or anything like that, but there there could be some re- more reliance on a tight end if it's somebody like Dalton Schultz that comes in. And again, depending on how much they lose in free agency, but he's also scored at least five receiving touchdowns in each of the past three seasons where We've only seen that once from a Cincinnati tight end since Joe Burrow's been uh, in the NFL. That was CJ Uzama in in 2021. So I don't know. Dalton Schultz to me, he's he's looks like he's going to hit free agency. There's there's definitely some teams that could use his receiving ability. None stand out more than me to more to me than than the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is a team that again a very good offense, a passing offense adding like a, a high quality receiving tight end to the mix, I think it is good for, for everybody involved. So um, that's the, that's the one that I came up with. I like the fit, but yeah, as you mentioned, kind of low hanging fruit there, John. It is. Yeah. It yeah. Is. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, it, you know, we can still eat low hanging fruit. So that, yeah, that's fine. Exactly. Um, where do you think if we actually see this pairing come to fruition, where do you think Dalton Schultz will be drafted in 2024 because i think 
I mean, from a, a volume standpoint, because regardless, even if they don't, uh, you know, like lose T Higgins, they I'm guessing would not be bringing back Tyler Boyd, which right. opens up some targets out of the slot, which, you know, that could be a, a place where Dalton Schultz could absolutely eat. Um, like the pairing seems to make a lot of sense. And I think that there would be a lot of upside there for fantasy. Like, I think his floor would probably be a low end tight end one. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm picturing, right? Like, I, I think that more than likely he'd be drafted in kind of that low end tight end one kind of range, maybe 10 to 14 around there. Um, but again, he's he's been a consistently reliable fantasy option, so he has kind of this you know you know track record of fantasy success now as well. And then going to an offense with Joe Burrow at quarterback would probably have people excited. But then you know you'd get the crowd that you know Joe Burrow hasn't utilized the tight end as much and and this and that. So that would push him down a little bit as well. There, there's a is lot of things. Is it catch twenty two? I, th- it and is, I think yeah. that's a great question. Is like, does Joe Burrow not target the tight end because he? He doesn't have one. Uh, right. He's I, he's never had, I, I think, a tight end that can function as an every down receiving option in the way that I think Dalton Schultz probably could. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's exactly it, right? Like that's what that's what I think would make kind of the difference there for for Dalton Schultz's upside in this offense is that he would be probably the best receiving tight end that that Joe Burrow's had uh, on the on the offense. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd feel pretty good about this one. Um, yeah, I think low end tight end tight end one makes makes sense makes the most sense if that were to if that were to happen there and especially assuming they lose one of Higgins or or, or Boyd right so there's going to be opportunity there in Cincinnati I think regardless we'll see what they do in the off season it should be fun but uh, yeah that that's kind of our list we we just went through we just wanted to pick one each uh, from from each position nice quick hitter here before the Super Bowl get people slowly ready for the off season because once the Super Bowl wraps that's when we start to see the, you know the league sites switch over to the 2024 and uh, get dynasty uh, rankings and all that stuff kind of ready and, and getting ready for free agency. So um, yeah, this was, uh, this was fun. I, I, I always enjoy this kind of thing and I, yeah, fantasy free agency. That's uh, that's what we're doing here in, in February because why not? So um, <laughs> thank you all very much for, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it again, just the fun little off season activity here as we build up to free agency. Um, do you have any favorite fantasy football landing spots for free agency this off season? Let us know in the YouTube comments. I'd love to hear them. Um, Kate, thank you for coming on again and playing this little game of fantasy free agency with me. I enjoyed that. I hope you did as well. Um, but before you go, please remind everybody where they could find more of you and your work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Kate Majuk. It's M-A-G-D-Z-I-U-K. Uh, you know, my content uh, over behind the steel curtain, uh, PFF, Yahoo, all the all the good stuff. So, um, yeah, give me a follow. I'll tweet out my work. and. Uh, It'll be a, a fun off season. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Check all that out for sure. Um, again, you can find all my work on pff.com. I wrote up the free agency primers for offense um, and IDP should also be up on the site by, uh, by Thursday. Um, but yeah, it just highlights every team, how many snaps and routes and carries and targets all are, are all set to hit free agency as things stand right now. So check that out if you like to see the full list um, for each position as well. And I will be back next week talking IDP dynasty rankings. Um, it's been a minute since we did an IDP episode. So I'll be back breaking down version 1.0 of my 2024 IDP dynasty rankings, which will be up on the site uh, early next week as well. So keep an eye out for that. 
Hope that everybody enjoys the Super Bowl. And until next time, peace out.